Welcome, everybody, to the Yankee and the Brit. I'm Jay. He's Maddie. And today we're going to talk about the Patriots offseason moves. And Maddie, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Patriots offseason moves, which we don't usually get to say because we didn't see this for 20 years with Tom Brady there. So what do you think about this whole craziness in New England? Yeah, so with the Patriots moves, it's kind of like how I don't understand how people didn't kind of see this coming. Like that, we've got so much intel on every team, but then the New England Patriots are able to sign a ridiculous amount of plays in one day, and nobody's seen those moves coming. Those deals were done days, weeks before the that, like the weeks before they were open, and it shows that New England is such a well-run organization. Nobody's leaking anything. Nobody's. It's really, really, really uh, well done for New England for keeping that quiet, and also another reason why. I can't believe nobody saw this coming is we said in our off-season needs review, the way that they were going to fix their teams and the way that they were going to fix the positions that needed to be fixed was through the draft. They were weak in, they were extremely weak in two positions, tight end wide receiver. And we said they've never been able to draft them. So they're going to have to go to free agency. And that's what they did. Yeah, they crushed it. Well, especially at the tight ends. And I know everybody's going to start talking about the combined Pro Bowls and this and that. And like, you know, they're not the top guys. And look, Hunter Henry is a three-year deal for $37 million, And Jonu Smith is four years for 50 And yeah. people are like, that's way too much for a tight end. The two things I'll say about that is today, this year is a weird cap year. Go to 2022. The cap's going to go back up to normal. Things are going to get back to normal. And these contracts aren't going to look as bad. Also, when the Patriots ran a two tight end set with Hernandez and Gronk, that was one of their best offenses. Minus Randy Moss, because that dude's just a fucking monster, (laughs) right? But they're giving whatever quarterback, be it Cam Newton or whoever they end up going forward with in the future. It's going to be Cam Newton this season. And then I don't even mean just this season, but I mean, in the future, a quarterback's best friend is his tight ends. Right. And then not to just go jumping all over, but since I'm already talking about the quarterback, they gave him a left tackle. They traded for a left tackle and it was a left tackle that they already knew so they let him go get his big money, and then they brought him back on a one-year, $11 million deal. Isn't that the most New England Patriots deal of all time? Let the guy go get his money and then bring him back on the cheap. I would say so, but there's one guy that tops it, and here is why. Kyle Van Noy is the most Patriot move ever. So they let him go. They get his – they get um, a – they get a um, compensatory draft pick for him. He gets paid. And a year later, they bring him back, and he's Free. only got a two-year, $13 million deal. So they let him go, got a draft got pick, cool. and brought him back. Well, the thing about Carl Van Noy is he got cut. So it's not it's not the same as somebody stepping out. So it's kind of like, oh, I, w- I wonder why he got cut. But I think that's – I'm not sure about how sensible that move is from Miami, like cutting, cutting Carl Van Noy because – the guy's got game and he's a, got leadership on the uh, defensive side of the ball. So Belichick has got a leader on the defense and he can, we think he can still play. I mean, Brian Flores clearly didn't think he could still play, but you know. Well, I don't know if it's that he couldn't still play. Maybe they just really like the younger guys they have coming up. Yeah. 
um, a lot of times teams move on from somebody and the fan base gets upset because they don't understand that they have this guy who might've been a fifth round pick or an undrafted free agent that nobody knows about, but in practice every day, they see this guy ball out and they're like, he's our future. And he's cheaper. That might be and he's a lot I'm cheaper. Sure. That's the, that could be the, that cause be I don't nice. see him being a bad locker room guy. Like I don't see it being like he caused a problem. He's definitely so, a leader. Right. So I feel like it has to be something like, sorry, my man, we did pay you, but we think player X is going to be able to be close to what you are for less money and our future. Yeah. And everybody's kind of, everybody's kind of saying, no, this isn't how the Patriots work. This isn't how the Patriots do things. They don't go to free agency. They don't go, but they add lots of draft. They add lots of cap cap room. And you wouldn't say they've overpaid for lots of these players. Like these are all New England moves just done at the very start of the um at the very start of the window. Like they haven't necessarily gone for the top guys in the draft. So Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, they're not the two top receivers in this free agency. The the I think the top three receiver has just gone to the New England, uh, the New York Giants, which isn't the best isn't the best move for my Cowboys. But anyway, um, Nelson Aguilar is a, was a really good wide receiver in Philly. He kind of lost his way at Oakland. And now Bill Belichick, we've spoke about this before, has taken up his beaten up receiver and he's going to make him better. We spoke about that in the offseason needs. That's exactly what he's done. He doesn't go for the top end guys. He just got his business out of the way early because he had the cap room to do so. And if you're Bill Belichick, why go sign and spend a ton of money on a Kenny Galladay, even though as good as he is, when you don't even know who the quarterback of the future is and you're going to be a run-heavy team, play action, a lot of tight ends. Um, Aguilar can move, right? Like, he's yeah, a shifty he takes quick guy off. who can move. Um, I Like, I don't want to keep beating the drum, and maybe it's because I'm a Vikings fan who grew up on a lot of two tight end sets, but I love the move with the two tight ends. I it's love the two tight ends they are. And Jono Smith, as a, f- a fantasy guy who has made it to the championship game, five years out of six, but I've only won it once, let's be fair. Jono Smith was hit or miss for me last year, but when he had fucking games, he had games. And the Patriots do best is put each player in the best position to succeed. Like you'll see some coaches bring in a quarterback and go, you got to fit my system where the Patriots and other teams are going to fit their system around their players. Yeah. But for me, and I know he's not the biggest splash, but who I think is going to make a huge difference, maybe even the biggest difference next year is Matthew Judon. Yeah. I think Matthew Judon was a good signing. I do have like, you will have seen if you saw our off-season needs. If you haven't seen that, go check them out. They're good videos. We're pretty proud of them. We went into a lot of detail. PFF is where I like to get most of my information from. That's where I kind of stand. And they kind of say, oh, he doesn't get a lot of pressures like by himself. Like it's the Baltimore the Baltimore defensive line is what gets him the plays. Like he's just kind of in the right place at the right time. Is I that agree. not the perfect player for the New England Patriots? Right. A guy that's going to be in the new, yeah. With Hightower coming back and like, I think he's going to fit perfectly. And I perfect agree fit. 100% with what you just said that they said. And I think 
it's exactly what you said. That's why he fits. That's why he's the perfect too. fit. He's not yeah. going to be the guy. He, it's not. It's not the same as other teams. It's not the same as like what. Um, who who is it? That's just signed Yannick and Gokwe, the Raiders. He needed a right. Like he needed a guy to go get go get the quarterback. He's not that kind of guy, but he will be in the right space, the right place at the right time. And he's proven if you get him in that right place, he will make the play. So if he has lanes to go get the quarterback in, which Bill Belichick on the defense will create, he will make that play. So I think he's going to have a big season in New England, but not because he's just blowing guys away, getting to the quarterback, making the sack. Like he's not a highlight real player. When have the New England Patriots ever been about highlight real players? It's a Bill Belichick move. Like they haven't signed those. It feels like when all, if for those of you who follow Ian Rappaport uh, and Adam Scheffner on Twitter, it felt like my phone was going off the wire with just New England, New England, New England, New England. But they're all players that they would have signed just later on in the week, but they had like, they already had the deal done. So why not just release it all in one day? Yeah, your phone was just going off during our NFC North podcast. Like it was, it was insanity. I think we recorded that on the first day of signing too. But yeah, yeah we did it, the NFC East and the NFC North, and, and we got to end with Bears news, which was epic. Just for yeah, the, well, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton signs for the Bears. Yeah, people always say, "Well, New England doesn't sign free agents. They don't make trades. They do. They do. Just not in this number." Randy Moss was a trade. Yeah. Like they sign free agents all the time. They just never sign the big name free agents and a couple of guys who aren't big names, but because of the defense they run, that's going to make a big difference is both defensive ends in um, Anderson and Adams. Both of them are going to make big plays, but Anderson only signed two years, 7 million. So he's not breaking the bank. Adam signed one year, two and a half but they're not looking for these guys to be double digit sack guys. They're looking for rotation fresh yeah. guys that can come in and make plays at times. It's this is the, the right Bill place at the right way. time. So we've watched the Rams try to win Super Bowls by trying to sign B plus to a plus players all the time. Right. Belichick stacks his team with season B's because he it's can a, get more yeah. of them. And it's a very different market. It's a very different market, isn't it? So the Rams are trying to, the Rams are trying to poke through in LA. They're trying to break break through. And I think the Rams are now LA's team. Like the Chargers, I do see, unless Herbert just, t- unless everybody comes to watch Herbert, the Chargers will probably move, maybe back to San Diego. The LA experiment hasn't necessarily worked for them. That's a show for another time. But New England, being where they are, it's academic. It's hard working. It's that kind of area where the people are smart. And they have one simple like model. market do smart. your job. Yeah, and it's do your job. And you only need, if everybody's doing their job, you need Bs and Cs. And that's what they've signed here. But Hunter Henry, for me, is, an, is a, because of the way that they play, he becomes an A. Johnny John- Smith becomes oh. an A. Matthew Judon becomes maybe a B plus maybe an A kind of guy because of the way they play, not because they can just go blow teams up by themselves, but with Hunter Henry, you are the guy that can do everything like a tight end, which is perfect for how Bill Belichick game plans. And he says, this is the team that they're facing. They're weak on the run. Janu and uh, Janu and Henry, you're blocking for this game, but then they could play a team 
that are weak on the pass and have them both spread out wide. Like, how do you cover that as a defense? Like, you don't know what's coming at you. And that's, it's again, it's a Bill Belichick signing. Like, everybody's oh. making out like they're these huge splash signings. And Bill's been rattled by Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. And this isn't the New England way. It's desperation. He's trying to save his dynasty. He's trying to save his team. That's not what he's doing. That's not what this is. Bill Belichick moves, but all well, at the start of free agency rather than towards. I end. would say it's not the only thing he's doing, but I bet it eats at him that Brady left oh, him one, one and that he's got a shot at another. What I wanted to say about Johnu Smith is he is very underrated as a blocker. I'm not saying he's going to blow the world away, but he is very yeah. underrated. And before you guys crush me, I'm not calling him a Hall of Famer, but the way he plays is like Gronk plays. He's a now Gronk's older and doesn't move as well as he used to, but he's a guy who can run and move, runs routes, and he's a big body guy who will block you out like he's playing basketball. He yeah, will he box looks, out. He, he is looked a, twenty. He looked twenty eight in the um in the Kansas City game in the Super Bowl. You know, right? I'm just saying, Jonu Smith is that same style of Gronk. I'm not yeah. saying he's Gronk because Gronk's a Hall of Famer and. John who right now is not, but he's that same style. And Bill Chel- Belichick is looking for guys who fit a system. He's not necessarily looking for the best guy. I don't know if anybody's ever watched the, the movie Miracle, but Herb Brooks, the U.S. coach, says it best when they're like, you don't even have some of the best guys. He goes, I'm not looking for the best guys. I'm looking for the right ones. Yeah, like That's Bill Belichick. And people say he doesn't make big moves. Brandon Cook's trade. Stefan Gilmore signing. Don't tell me he doesn't do it. He just doesn't do it in this huge volume, but he's at a spot where they sold out for Super Bowl runs. They, they did everything and it might not have been the best moves, but they overpaid for some guys to make sure they got a couple more runs out of Brady. Right. Yeah. This is and the first they time cats. they've had to rebuild. This is the and first they time they've cats. had to rebuild in 20 years. Yeah. And last year they didn't have any money. Yeah. And half the team went out for COVID. So of course, they had a shitty year. Cam Newton is an intelligent guy, but he had to come in and learn one of the most difficult playbooks in the NFL. I think I agree with this is the, I agree with you people. If they really look back, we'll see. This is so Belichick that yeah. it's crazy. It's just a Belichick move because what Belichick does is something different all the time. He's always looking, how can I make my team better? Well, for this couple of years, I'm going to build through the draft because everybody's overpriced. And now he's like, oh, we need to fill a ton of spots. And I got a ton of room. Watch me go get a bunch of B's and C's that are going to turn into A's and B's because they're in our system. And from what and from what we said in the uh in the offseason needs New England Patriots episode is he's got these guys at positions he's shown he can't draft. Like the Bill Belichick is the guy. Like he does everything on this team. So if he believes he can't draft them he can't spot the talent at wide receiver like henry's a bust and he can't spot the talent uh um a tight end he got two in the third round moved up to go get one then he's just like right well we've got cap room let's go fix this problem in free agency and that's exactly what he did and i think he's also built this now to move on to another point he's built this around cam newton like this offense now is going to be so good for Cam Newton. And he's probably, it makes me think he might draft a guy like Trey Lance to. And come more out. and more people, including your boy Chris Sims, agree My with me that six guys are six quarterbacks are not going in the first round. And yeah. he actually think Trey Lance and 
Kellen Moore are going to be the guys who drop to the second. Yeah, he says like because of the hype. He's like because of the hype, they're gonna um, they're they're gonna move out of the they're gonna move out of the first round because there's no hype about them. But Kellen Mond, honestly, after Chris Sims came out and released that video and said this guy is top tier quarterback, you watch him and you're like, he's perfect for like an offense that Sam Darnold would be perfect for, where he's got a lot of weapons and. If he gets coaching from a guy like Cam Newton and from Bill Belichick, he would be a great uh, pick for them. Where are they picking? Like fifteenth or something like that. So like yeah, they right yeah right behind the Vikings. So yeah, 15th. yeah, like yeah, yeah, they're picking fifteenth. So a guy like Trey Lance, Kellamon would be good, but I would wait until the second round to pick them now. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get a guy like that in the second round, the pressure's off. He can sit. Nobody's expecting him to start right away. Granted, in the second round, you expect him to be your starter at some point. But, I mean, even the Eagles who had Wentz went out and got a Jalen Hurts in the second round. It's not unheard of. Jimmy G's a second-round quarterback. He got to sit for a couple years. I mean, so you can bring this guy in without all the pressure of being a first-round pick. And, like, if they draft him, even if they fall back and they draft him, say – 25th right let's say they take one of those two guys and cam newton struggles for three games that's all they're going to hear is trey lance kellen moore trey yeah lance. so so wait until the second round's pick that or guy. jump back in and grab him at 32 31 so you get that fifth year option like me and you have spoke about before on a quarterback but your fan base will understand okay he is a second round talent but we wanted that fifth year option so we moved up so the pressure still because if Baltimore would not have started Lamar for the whole first year, people would have been okay with that where they drafted him. Teddy Bridgewater would have never started year one if it wasn't for injuries and awful play, right? So they could have sat these guys where teams moved up to get a guy so they get this fifth-year option. I think that might actually be, if they go in the first round, where you see one of those two guys going is 30 to 32. Yeah, and it's like it's just to, just to kind of finish off now – it. For us, it feels like they've they've played an absolute blinder, which for the American audience means that they've they've done really well. Uh, they've played an absolute uh, they've played an absolute blinder, but not in the way that everybody's saying they have. Everybody's saying, "Oh, they've made these amazing splash moves. They're going for the Super Bowl." They're like, "Look at all these free agents," and it's like, "No, no, that's not what they've done. They are going for the Super Bowl, but this is still a very Bill Belichick move." and he is upset about Brady winning the Super Bowl last year. All great competitors are like when we were just talking our uh, street beefs thing. So our uh, big smile talking about Shinigami and who, we asked him the question like, "Oh, does Shinigami becoming more viral? Does that kind of does that kind of put a chip on your shoulder? Does it annoy you?" And he said, "Very, very well media trained." Big smile, by the way. He says. It doesn't put a chip on my shoulder, but yes, I do want some of his momentum. It's going to be that kind of Bill Belichick thing. But those moves are to get him to the Super Bowl, but in a very Belichickian way, which is to kind of plug the gaps, like trust the system, you know, that kind of way to go. If my math is wrong, because I did it quick, I'm sorry, but it's close, everybody. So I have, with re-signings, signings, and a trades, the Patriots signed. 21 guys, right? Only five are on one-year deals. Only five. So they're not just building for this year. That's yeah. what everybody's got to understand. And if you think Jonu Smith is not worth four 
years, 50 million because of the cap. Wait until the cap in 2022 is back to 210. And by 2025, they're talking over 250, 300 million. I think 300 is a way too high, but I could see 250 to 260, yeah, 250, because they are signing these huge deals. Like we've seen this huge one with uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Amazon now, 11 years, 110 billion. You know, ESPN, I think, just signed 2.7 plus billion. So like with Amazon, with Amazon getting in on that, you know that YouTube, Netflix, all of those kind of streaming, streaming platforms, they're yes. coming, they're coming. And they'll just, all they'll do is they'll sell that. And this is a topic for another time, but they'll buy it and then sell it to ESPN and NBC to make even more money from doing it and then put it on their own platforms as well. And the only bitch I have in a quick fuck you to the NFL Quit giving um, Sunday ticket to direct TV. None of us want dishes on our, or else none of us want to lose reception when it's raining or snowing. And we want to be able to buy direct TV's Sunday package without having direct TV. <laughs> we need that on a streaming platform. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's definitely. a little streaming platform so that you don't have to have dish to have direct TV. But that's my only complaint about all of these big deals. And they're not complaining because of what they got paid, but the cap's going up. Bill Belichick's going to look like a fucking genius again. again. And everybody who's shitting on him is going to have to eat their words. I'm not saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl in the next year or two, but they're going to be in the playoffs in the next year or two and be the a really good team again with only having one or two down years after losing the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, it feels really weird chatting up Bill Belichick because I normally just slay him all the time, but good moves from Bill Belichick today. I think yes, the only man. thing that really hurts them that they didn't replace is Thune gone. But now that you bring in a, a tackle and Brown, you, you got another offensive lineman, Patrick Chung's retirement, but that could they'll be an find issue. another safety and they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll figure it. They'll figure it out. Like Patrick Chung wasn't there this year either. So it doesn't like, it doesn't really matter. And we all know Belichick, him. if you're weak in one position, they're going to protect that one position. Yeah. They'll, they'll game plan to definitely make you stop going against the safety. So we know like they'll be fine. That, that it makes the, uh, we were, we were already talking about how interesting the AFC East is uh, in our off season needs, but not because of how competitive it's going to be, but because it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots do. It'll be interesting to see what the Jets do with all their draft picks and all their cap space. It'll be same with the Dolphins. Like what, the, what are they going to do with that third round pick? But now it's going to be interesting in a competitive sense as well, because the Dolphins can get after it. New England could get after it. It's still Buffalo. It's still Buffalo for me. They've made some great, they've made some great moves, but that division is still Buffalo for me. So, but the New England have done well. They'll probably be a playoff team and well done to Bill Belichick for smashing free agency. Yeah, I think it's Buffalo's team and something unless something happens at the quarterback position in Miami. But um, I think it's Buffalo's division. Uh and I still think it's probably their division. I just don't think anybody's coming for them right now. And don't get me wrong, in any given Sunday, NFL, and I'm not saying that they won't lose any division games or anything like that, but I still think with all the moves Belichick made, with an up-and-coming Miami team, and with the Jets like almost starting a rebuild all over again, I think Buffalo, if they don't win it, it's because injuries or Buffalo imploded. Yeah, it's because of something that they did rather than something that everybody else does. But yeah, absolutely, it'd be a fun division. Fun division. 
good free agency so far from New England, and they're probably winning free agency at the minute. Yeah, and you you can't win any games in March, right, or April, but they're doing a hell of a job of setting themselves up for September. Yeah, definitely. And, they're, you know, once they implement that offense and once they – once they get going, it was inter- it's interesting to talk about New England's offense now. That's that's and, that's something that's interesting for me because it was something that none of us had on the books to say. Oh yeah, we'll be talking about in on March on uh, what's the date today? Twenty first March twenty March twenty second. We'll be talking about New England's offense, but no, that's exactly what we're talking about. The whole world's crazy because either neither of us knew what the date was at all. <laughs> but in the scheme of the whole thing, I mean. Belichick always does what you don't think Belichick's going to do. Yeah, and but I, we did. Even... I, I just want to put that out there again. We did think he was going to do this. Not yeah. maybe to this scale, but we called it just to everybody yeah. out there. And maybe Belichick drafts better this year because they never draft this high. So maybe yeah. having a higher draft pick gives you less chance of missing. Yeah, we'll have to do a where we were right and where we were wrong video by the end of by the end of free agency to say, this is what the, this is what we said, what the teams would do. And this is what they've done. And we'll see where we were right and where we were wrong. This is why we were geniuses or this is why we were freaking idiots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I appreciate everybody watching. I think we had a good time with this. I'm excited for the NFL season. I think, all NFL fans this time of year actually get you really amped up wanting the season. We get through free agency in the draft, and then we get this weird dead time. Weird lull. Yeah. But we're getting there slowly, and I'm not rushing cold weather, so I'll take it as it comes. I'm excited for the draft, and because I'm a football freak, I love the second and third levels of free agency where you build your depth on your team of guys people never heard of, and then – you get to go research who your team got. So for me, really fun time of the year. And then I dive, I already am, but then I dive in more into the draft on what I think is going to be there because I'm a NFL nerd. So yeah, you, you are an absolute NFL badger. Like that means that means a nerd for the American audience. Yeah. That's a cricket term. Sorry. I keep forgetting. Uh, but yeah, yeah. You definitely, man, you love it. You love it. You absolutely love it. I do. My wife gets annoyed. I'll be talking about football and she'll be looking at me like, I don't give a shit. But all right, guys, thanks for watching. Check us out. If you're on YouTube, like, um, subscribe, hit that notification button. If you're following us on Facebook, please like, follow, and share. And if you're listening on any podcast um, platforms, we're on a bunch of them. So find us there. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. And today, earlier today, I'll be dropping it probably tomorrow. If you're an MMA fan, check out MMA Underground with Yankee and the Brits interview of East Coast Street Beast heavyweight champ, Big Smile. All right, guys. One world, one love. Deuces. Cheerio.